The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. alive and we didn't upload this weekend so no we didn't because we got distracted yeah well it was memorial day weekend sorry it was the first weekend uh that we were out of school i had a lot of stuff that i actually had to deal with do yeah no same so like uh i mean i didn't have to deal with stuff but uh i had a great time yeah yeah but um how did yours go though fine i mean katie hung out most of the weekend of course but i did go Sunday to see family, which was nice. Of course, we hung out Sunday. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, We had Memorial Day feast yesterday. Yeah, Uh, that was a lot of food. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had a bonfire. Yes, 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 which was nice. But although it was a bit... It was a bit warm. A bit warm for that, but it was nice. It was still nice. But other than that, I mean, we've been just kind of... I mean, talking about anything in particular that I've been doing, job hunting, that's it. That's all. That's pretty much it. Nothing else. So, I mean, other than that, I've been almost done with Breaking Bad, which was great to watch all the way through. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's great, like, because then watching the new, the stuff that I understood at the end and now understanding how it got to that point is right. so refreshing. So. Well, yeah, now watching it, like, being able to sit down and watch all of it in one sitting, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? That's like, also that's definitely, it's different. It really is, but yeah. Um, yeah Brian and I uh, went to the city museum. It was his first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's little tunnel kids that live in there, <laughs> like the corn, like the children of the corn. You they, know, they live in those tunnels in the city museum, and they are uh, they they live, they thrive there. They right. Do- they eat. They actually are like sucker fish, and they lick the walls of the inside for of, salt content. Right for salt content, and they eat. They actually consume bacteria. Ugh. Yeah, like, and at the same time, they leave their own bacteria behind, so. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic place, uh, really good for kids. I'm not saying it's not good for adults. It's uh, just, it's more, it's more oriented towards kids. Yeah, no, it's definitely more oriented towards kids, especially, like, but let me tell you, if they had some adult-sized cave holes, like, let me tell you, so, I'd be... that was supposed to be cement land, if you know about that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know about that. <laughs> But unfortunately, the man died. the the owner The owner and creator died under mysterious circumstances. So yeah, yeah, that place is entirely like it's it's like halfway built, but it's now on like and it's still under investigation no. on like why he died or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, but the the place uh, is constantly being under construction. Mm-hmm. They're always adding new stuff in. 
they have a new set of artists who. Come oh yeah, in the now. city museum. It's nonstop like construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a we took a tour in there, and we had a tour guide explain everything to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a lot cool. of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There's a you could lot go there five times and not see everything. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and it's not just like oh, it's like a giant maze. No, it's like no, a, it's, it's like, like a, it's a, the whole place is like an artistic maze. Artistic playground slash maze because there's also like interactive stuff as well. And yeah, whatnot. the majority of the stuff is interactive interactive but like like what i mean by interactive i mean like you can touch it well (laughs) it's not just like running or walking or or, or any of that like it's more than just that yeah right yeah 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 Yeah, but besides that how we haven't really done much except watch tv with you oh yeah oh by the way they have a whole uh skate park inside uh there is Uh, well actually it's it used to be a skate park. it used to be a skate park but they renovated it and put it into like one giant floor of city museum yeah and well it's like a little section but now there's a bunch of ropes and stuff in there that Mm -hmm. you can climb on and swing from and yeah there's just all bash your face right onto the hardwood exactly like all kinds of stuff (laughs) it's it's safe but not safe (laughs) <laughs> this it, is the best way to put it. It's safe when you have parental guidance. There you go. That's the good way. Anyways, talking about shows that we watched. I talked about Breaking Bad, but I'm almost done with that. There was uh, other stuff that I w- that we have been watching because a new one, a very recent one, just came out when we binged it, uh, which was Stranger Things 4. Uh, and yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, it's ramping <laughs> you're gonna, up. You're gonna you're gonna hear <laughs> us. Uh, probably we might have like a, a side thing about that. You know what I mean? Because like we could sit there and like spoil it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, but when it's all done. Yeah, I wouldn't wait until it's all done. I will see. I I know that the 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 next last two episodes. I know it's weird that they did that. I don't understand it. It's it's a hype thing, but. Uh, they're releasing those last two, which, by the way, they're trying to break. They're trying to break Netflix essentially. They're they're <laughs> they're trying to see how many users that they can get in in a big influx and why not see if they could shut it down like HBO Max with Euphoria. Oh my god, why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's already charting at number one and and everything on, on Netflix right now. Uh, but yeah, it's, no it's, it's it's bigger, heavier, darker. Uh, it's like extremely it, it, dark, it, and it should be rated TVMA. Yeah, frankly, no, because like some this of those scenes are heavy, violent, violent. But I like the violence. Well, yeah, it I was just like when they cut away from people's heads getting smashed, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that could have been a good opportunity when they do weird CGI with Young L's face. Yeah, but I mean, they they used it and they didn't. I just didn't like that part. Yeah, uh, freaked me out. I was like, uh, <laughs> it gave me Polar Express vibes. You know what I mean? Like, I saw Dead Eyes. What the fuck? I told you what I saw, but I couldn't remember what it was. I, whatever they looked like, I, I know it looks off though. Um, anyways, it's big, bad. It's Game of Thrones size. With literally, like, that's the best way you could put it. In the last two episodes, it's supposed to be like two hours. Last one's supposed to be two and a half hours, maybe even yeah. longer than that. The last like, one's like two and a half hours. So it's like they film movies back to yeah, back to back to like, back. No joke. These things are like an hour and 20 minutes long. Every single one of them. Yeah. It's crazy. They're really long episodes. Yeah, but it's, it's worth it. I would say it's worth it. Uh, like they, uh, yeah, but I'm pissed. I know. <sighs> but my that, favorite characters are in dire danger. Yeah, there's a lot of danger, like so much danger. If you thought the danger from the last season was heavy, dude, episode seven, like I said, should have just been called "and it gets worse." And it gets worse. because <laughs> literally nothing good comes out of that episode no, for real. They yeah, 
But anyways, speaking of things that get worse, uh, the other show that Jasmine finally got into, and I ha- I recommend to anybody who likes psychological. Uh, this isn't really a horror. It's but it is. Very, it is like it's it's a thriller. It's really. a thriller. It's yeah. psychological thrillers. But that's of course thriller. it's Severance. Which I've talked about before, the yes. Apple TV Plus show. Actually, really good show. It is a really good. I I, I, I like the. I told you those last three episodes. You kind of have to watch back to back, because there's. Well, just, no, I'm happy that I did, but I'm sad that it's not season two yet. I know, I know. That's what pisses me off about the ending, which I'm not even gonna spoil it because there's just no, dude. They left it off, but there's no context that you can give anyone to make them understand the show until they watch it. That is. That is true. That yeah. there is literally nothing that you could say <laughs> because you could cut it on, and then the, your mom or Brian would be like, "What are we watching? I don't understand any of this because the context is tom, cons, context is just really hard to get up." But it's a good show. Uh, really good look at. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a it's like a sci-fi psychological. It, think of it as like a Black Mirror episode, but stretched into a show. It's really interesting, and I like what they're doing with it. And I because right now I, we already we both understand that season two is going to be the pop off season. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. There's uh, some shit that's going to go down. Yeah, but we got we definitely got to wait a while because this only came out like a month ago and it sucks. But you know what? That's what happens when you find a great show that just recently came out. Right. Speaking of things that recently came out, uh, X. Yes, the A twenty four movie. The X. sex movie. The sex movie. That's what I just kept calling it. <laughs> I was like, the X stands for sex, guys. No, it's, it stands for X Factor, but also stands for sex. Oh, that's scary and that you typed in X movie and, like, literally <laughs> I nothing mean, popped up at I, the top. I was like, oh. It is, like, honest, it's, it's mixed around the board. I would say. It's not really mixed. Like, it's all positive. It's, it's much, it's more positive. It's, like, there's just Google. Uh, yeah, more positive. Um. <clears throat> I would say I like it, although it was a little, in my opinion, predictable. predictable. Yeah, but like that's horror movies in general these days. You mm. know what I mean? But yes, they pulled it off really well. I think it's a fresh take on a new idea. Is what it is. Like right. I mean, I guess like it's been done before, but like and I like the surprise at the, the end. Pre- yes, I like that dude. The premise of it is is different and a little bit different than what we've seen. Right. Yeah. So, but I thought it was cool. And X is, is it basically it's just about people making a sex film and, and things go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really bad. Yeah. Like they were professional <laughs> pornographers and it just went really bad. Uh huh. But yeah. you, know, you know what? I, I, I thought it was an, it was enjoyable to watch. Katie did. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Katie was not very happy about the movie choice. She was like, no one consulted Katie. I'm like, well, Katie, it's a rental, and it goes away in five hours. So, so either we watch it now, or, or we, don't. we don't, and we pay for it, and someone pays for it again. Right. I.e., probably me, which would be fine. But I, you have it there, ready to go. Why am I? Might as well just do it. But. Right, that's what I was saying. I was like, I still have this rental. It, it gave me 48 hours after the first time I watched it, and we watched it in the last five hours that we had it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but yeah, the the last thing on our weekly recommendations list, and this is week number two that I'm recommending this, but Returnal. Returnal's actually a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, it, well, one, it's a really hard game. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not easy, and you have to do everything in one go to move on to like the next section of the game, Fun. if you understand what I mean. So you have to go from room to room to room, except the rooms change every time. So oh, you, okay, so it's like a, a dungeon crawler. 
Yeah. It's a dungeon. It's a, essentially a 3D dungeon crawler. It's a 3D dungeon crawler. Uh, like, but if you die, it's like, uh, you you ever played Enter the Gungeon? Yeah, it's like, it's it's like, like those it's games. It's literally like it's that. It's like Binding of Isaac or something like that. Where yeah, if yeah. You, <clears throat> if you die when, when doing something, you go back to the beginning. Exactly, you go back to the beginning. So you're stuck in like this weird time loop thing. There's a lot of lore in the backgrounds, and then there's uh, like... Um, what do they? What does she call them? The Xeno something. Xenomorphs. Uh, they're not xenomorphs. They're not because xenomorphs. That's, that's because, alien. Of yeah, course. that is alien. But uh, th- she calls them Xeno somethings. Xeno bites. Xeno files. That's not what that is. <laughs> Xeno files. <laughs> I want a fucking alien. But uh, uh, anyway, Returnal really good. Uh, it's it's actually female led. Uh, main character's name is Celine. Mm-hmm. You'll get to know that very well. Um, and some of the tapes are just really disturbing. Oh yeah, of course, because since it's, it's a horror-based game and you're d- stuck in a time loop on a well, yeah, no, hostile you're, alien you're, planet you're of some sort. You're uh, in stuck in a time <laughs> loop on a hostile alien planet with rooms that are ever shifting. Uh-huh. Um, and um, that's gonna mess with your mind. No, one hundred percent. And then like, there's opportunities for you to like gain uh, knowledge and permanent upgrades like mm. to your suit, so I've that noticed. even when even that when you start over. Uh, you'll be able to do more things. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, one of them was the ability to use the transportation pods. Like, uh, you had to gain a special piece of, like, permanent upgradable wear for you to even use the transportation pods. So you just gain stuff and then you go back through. Yeah, I, I understand. Over and over and over again. And then you change biomes. Oh, cool. There's different biomes. One of them looks like fucking Scarlet Rot ass. And then uh, <laughs> there's another one that uh, it's like literally called Crimson Wastes, I think. Crimson Wastes. I'm bringing Oh, that's a nice one. Uh, that one. Yeah, the Crimson Wastes. Yeah, it yeah, looks like a, it looks like it looks like Doom City. Uh-huh. Like a city from Doom. Yeah, and <clears> this game is at least 70% tentacles. Yeah, see, I I was like wondering about that. So yes, this is definitely it's very it's very HP Lovecrafty for... with the monsters, and uh, except they're like biomechanical HP Lovecraft in nature. Yeah, I yeah. See it. So and then they shoot ray beams at you. All, it... all kinds of different things, honestly, like stuff that you can't dodge, stuff that you can dodge. Hopefully, there's no spoilers in here for you. No, no, no. Literally nothing. Nothing that I haven't Hyperion, seen. Hyperion Biome Four. I haven't been there yet. Oh, well, that one doesn't look too pleasant. <laughs> no, that's the one That's the one that I've been trying to get. Like, what, that, what was it called? The Imperion? Hyperion. The Hyperion? Yeah, that Hyperion. Boss? What is that for? Uh, the Echoing Ruins boss. Oh, wow. No, I already beat the Echoing Ruins boss. Um, I, what, what is Boss 5? I don't know. Boss remember. 5 is the next boss that I need. This is a nice place. Yeah, no, the, it, the game is beautiful. I have I have absolutely wonderful things to say about the game. It's fucking gorgeous. You know what I mean? And it has uh, destructible environments and stuff like that. Alien eggs sitting all over the place. You can attach parasites to yourself to give yourself special boosts. Yeah, but when you that. give yourself a boost, you can also cause malfunctions. If you get three malfunctions, then you're fucked over somehow. Like you get a piece of ether that disappears or a random artifact gets deleted or disabled. If you get mm. three critical malfunctions, it's fucked. No, that doesn't look fun. Oh my god, that's the alien race that, that you fight. Oh, I see. Okay, anyways, I think we should get into the news. We've been talking yeah, yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> it's it's about average on what we. Yee 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 yee. Anyway, speaking of, uh, I don't have a good transition. I don't know what I was gonna try to transition, but I knew it wasn't gonna be great. Well, in the way that <laughs> Selena uh, dies, uh, we had somebody in real life die. Oh, so. there you go. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah, uh, the star of Goodfellas and GTA Vice City and several other properties that we looked Several. Up, like, we looked up and we didn't even know he was attached to some of these. But I we, know, but Ray Liotta, yeah. he died at age 67. Yeah, crazy. That's so disappointing. It is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in Goodfellas and he voiced, uh, he voiced uh, Tommy Versetti on uh, GTA Vice City. Just gonna bring up his IMDb again. He died in his sleep in the Dominican Republic, where he was filming Dangerous Waters, which is a new film by John Barr. That's sad. Uh, yeah, he's in the middle of filming. <laughs> like that's on. For, that's sad for John Barr too. He's also been. What else do we find him being in? Of course, he's been in The Simpsons. Of course, he's been in. Like, there's some of the stuff that I don't even know. Like, but some of the stuff I do know. If I can just look down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, he was in Hannah Montana, the TV series. Leona was experiencing a resurgence following his role in the Sopranos spinoff movie, uh, The Many Saints of Newark, yes. which I watched. It was yes. pretty good. Uh, most impressive of all, he starred as two very different twin brothers in Hollywood Dick. Uh, Moltisanti and Salvatore. Uh, Sally Moltisanti. R.I.P. Okay. Uh, Ray Liotta. <clears throat> um it's just trending all over the fucking place, mm-hmm. literally everywhere. Um, Leota, like there, there, all these people have come out. Like Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Demi Moore, Margaret Qualley, Ray Sinclair. Um, I even saw something like Jim Carrey said something today too. Like all kinds of people. Like he's worked with so many people. He's been in so many movies. Like, more movies so than I expected. Way more than I ever expected. Like he was a very busy man. He's been working since nineteen eighty. Yeah. So yeah. But good on him to get that far. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> he did he died doing what he loved. Uh uh-huh. so rest sleeping. In, <laughs> rest in peace, Ray Ray Liotta, man. Seriously. Uh but uh since we're on the topic of death uh, <laughs> death. I mean, destruction. I don't know what else the to Cretaceous say. The Cretaceous period. Yeah. But the, anyway, the, I, <laughs> a, new, a new dragon has been found. Yeah, a new dragon has been found. A enormous new species of pterosaur uh, was discovered and dubbed the Dragon of Death. Uh, the fossilized remains of a new species of pterosaur were discovered in the Andes Mountains, and scientists are calling it the Dragon of Death. It's a 30-foot-long predator that ruled the skies 86 million years ago. Um... The Dragon of Death, also known as the Thanatostracan Amaru. I thought was it said Thanos Dragon. The Thanos Dragon Amaru. Uh, was found in Argentina's West Mendoza province, Andes Mountains. Uh, scientists discovered around 40 well-preserved remains, including vertebrae and four and hind limb bones. Um, the study was published online in April, and a one-to-one recreation of the newly discovered fe- species... Feces. Feces. Newly discovered feces, guys. Yes, in the you bed. You heard it here first. In the bed, Amber Heard, round two. Newly discovered... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the newly, newly discovered species has drawn attention to the newly published findings. So, um, some of the bones have unique characteristics unseen to pterosaurs previously, and these remain remains are the largest pterosaur ever discovered in South America. It was... It, they got the mama, you know. Mama! Mm. But anyway, it was the characteristics that led to the deadly name for the newly discovered species. Thanato, uh, Thanatos is a 
ancient Greek. Thanatos. That's that's how you say it. Thanatos. Thanos is ancient Greek for death, while Draken means dragon. Yes. I couldn't have put that together. Ever. Never, ever. Well, I remember. I know Thanatos. That's like an actual Greek, like, the idea of death. I I was being, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) My sarcasm sarcasm doesn't come off well sometimes. Personification of death. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know who this is, though. Uh, Pterosaurs came in a wide range of shapes and sizes, and over the years, many remains have been found. Uh, Some were larger than the dragon of death, while some were smaller than a chicken. This is the largest one to be discovered in South America. Yeah. So when I was thinking about it, like I, I knew there was one bigger. So this was this is the largest one they found. I'm going to assume this is like the second largest one they found in, in the world. This is the large the quest Quetzalcoatlus. Yes, the Quetzalcoatlus is the largest uh, pterosaur that they have found, like known to man, and that was in North America. This thing is massive, but this is like. This is, if you want to call that one the queen, this thing is the king. <clears throat> so, yeah. I'm not sure which one that one is. This is a different, but this is like the size. Ten meters tall. Yeah. This one is giant and scary. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be near something that big and can fly. That, that doesn't make me, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, that's what it would have done. <clears throat> I'm not kidding, though. Yeah, because we're going to see it in the new Jurassic Park movie. Maybe. Uh, it, there's a scene of it in, in the f- uh, trailer, so I expect it. But speaking of things that were unexpected that happened, uh, <laughs> the Mona Lisa was attacked again uh, just re- recently, like yesterday. Yeah, and somebody swung on the Mona, Mo- Mona Lisa. Mona Le- Mo- the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa. That's disgusting. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyways, the Mona Lisa is fine because it has the glass uh, case around it, and that's because of other incidents in the past and whatnot. But the protester tried to... He banged on it. Uh, The 35-year-old protester, if I believe, from what I read. I don't see it anymore. I had the number just a second ago. 36. There it is. Um... Basically, he went up to it. Uh, he got actually passed because he disguised himself as an elderly woman uh, who jumped out of a wheelchair. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, he went up. He got past security. He got enough close enough to it to bang on it with his fist. I think he was trying to break it, but that thing is resistant for a reason. And then he uh, pushed a cake into it and smeared the cake all over the glass, which I think he was trying to smear it onto the... Uh, painting itself, but that didn't work out. <clears throat> and of course, right after this incident, uh, he was like tackled by the security. Uh, but basically, what he said, which if I can find it, here it is in the video. The old, the thirty-eight, thirty-six-year-old protester said, "There are people who are destroying the earth. All artists, I think about the earth. That's why I did this. Think of the planet, as I guess." So this was a environmental uh, climate change protester, I guess. Fighting against artists. It's a fucking crackhead. I don't know. I no, don't... I, he wasn't fighting against artists. He said, all artists think about Earth. That's why I did this. Think of the planet. Oh. He did it for artists. Yeah. I just... It just doesn't feel... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really... I, I, it could be feel disrespectful, I guess, but like... Well, 100%. Yeah. Especially to his possible family members. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh... Obviously, they're a few generations difference now, but uh, 
I'm sure that there, it belongs to somebody and not just the Louvre. Yeah, like I said, this thing has has been attacked before. Several, like 1956, it was visitor attacked it with acid. Same year, a man threw a rock at the piece, damaging the muse's left elbow. That made them put the glass up. Uh, and then that didn't even stop them. In 2009, a woman attacked the painting with a teacup, scratch, scratching the case. So, yeah, people don't like the Mona Lisa. Uh, but, like, that's because it's the most, what you said, recognizable. Yeah, uh, it's one of the most recognizable paintings <clears throat> in the entire world. You know what I mean? Next to, like, Michelangelo's stuff. Uh-huh. But, like... Or Da Vinci stuff, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's seen the, the what is it called? The Vitruvian Man? Vitruvian Man. Vitruvian Man. Yeah, like, everybody knows that fucking depiction. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of everybody knows depictions of these characters, Marvel. Everybody knows Marvel now at yeah, this point. Yeah, what, what's Marvel? Mar- well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the former editor-in-chief, Joe Quesada, is leaving Marvel after 22 years. Wow, that is a 22 long time. years. He's the former Marvel Comics editor-in-chief and current executive vice president and creative director for, of Marvel Entertainment. Uh, and he has announced he's leaving the company after 22 years. Like, that. that that's a... Uh, you're part of it now you yeah. know what i mean like there there's deeply th- there's things in there that were influenced because of you mm-hmm. you know what i mean the way that things are running now but uh Quesada made the surprise announcement via twitter telling fans after two plus decades uh and he said has it really been that long the time has come for me <laughs> to move on as you can imagine my love for the company its characters and all my co-workers runs deep but i have an exciting new chapter that's about to begin so the time feels right. He's going to DC. <laughs> he's going to be the new DC. He's going to be the new DC boss. Yeah, why not? I mean, because aren't they looking for one now? Yeah, but I don't know if you would be able. I, I guess you could try try and translate somebody who's worked in the comic industry into the film industry. I guess. But well, like, it, it just said Marvel Entertainment. Marvel Entertainment. That he's the creative director of Marvel Entertainment. Okay. But he was an editor in chief for Marvel Comics. Okay. So he works on the movies. Okay, okay, okay. So possible. I just... Hmm, possible. We'll see. I'm just saying, dude. Like, did they really just nip him? They nipped him. Yeah, they they, they, they nipped him with with the cash, bud. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Quesada's long and highly influential Marvel career actually dates back to 1998, when he and frequent collaborator uh, Jimmy Palmiotti were contracted to spearhead the Marvel Knights imprint. Thanks in no small part to Quesada and writer Kevin Smith's Daredevil, Guardian Devil, uh, Marvel Knights proved to be one of Marvel's first major sales successes following its brush with bankruptcy in the mid-90s. That paved the way for Quesada's rise as Marvel Editor-in-Chief in 2000. Quesada's tenure as EIC proved to be hugely transformative for the company. Quesada oversaw the rise of Marvel's Ultimate Universe line, uh, the v- revamped Avengers franchise and major crossovers like House of M, uh, Civil War, and Secret Invasion. All right. This period also saw a new generation of creators make their names at Marvel, including uh, Brian Michael Bendis uh, from Ultimate Spider-Man New Avengers, Ed Brubaker, Brubaker which is very uh, popular person, Captain America da- and Daredevil, and Matt Fraction, uh, the Immortal Iron Fist and Uncanny X-Men, and J. Michael Straczynski, uh, from the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Supreme Power. Uh, Quesada was also notable for directly engaging with readers, particularly with his regular Cup of Joe web column and panels at various comic book con- conventions. 
Uh, with the advent of the MCU in the late 2000s, Quesada been taking, uh, began taking on more active roles in the company, uh, including very various multimedia projects, including serving on the sometimes uh, contentious Marvel Creative Committee. Uh, he was officially promoted as Marvel's chief creative officer in 2010 and stepped down as EIC the following year. Quesada was then named executive vice president and creative de- director in 2019 after Marvel Studios head Kev- Kevin Feige assumed the chief creative officer role. So like I said, he's like one of these dudes who's up there pulling the actual strings with, so Kevin, then with a- Kevin Feige. After, like, after the flashy flash comes out, then that will reboot the DCEU. And then they'll come out with the next Batman film, which will be the start of it. Hopefully it's Robert Pattinson. No, I'm going to say it's going to be Batman 2. The Batman 2 is going to be the start. And then from there, they're going to branch out. Yeah, hopefully. But, no, they, uh, they just bring back Michael Keaton. <laughs> Old man. Yeah. And he's Thomas. Uh-huh. I'm just so saying. So he's just using guns. Yeah, he's just killing people, too. And then he has to fight a uh, walking Phoenix Joker. And then... <laughs> 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 So uh, we get a, a deeply rated R, dark, heavy uh, Batman, uh, right? That's using guns and just shooting people. Um, despite a shift to less public-facing role at Marvel, Quesada's presence has continued to be felt, with his X-Men artwork being featured in 2017's Logan, and Quesada voicing a recurring character named Joe in the 2017 Animal Animal Series. Animal Series. Spider-Man. <laughs> DC Super Pets. Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, so yeah, like he's, he's a very influential person in, uh, the Marvel universe. He, he really has, has laid down the groundwork up and up through Secret Invasion, essentially. I wonder if he has a, oh no, he doesn't. It it was either he has no facial hair or he has just a big ass bushy beard. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's so, it's, it's messed up, man. It's a strange, strange world these well, days. You know what? I think I get needing a change. It's about him. It's not about us. But as a fan, I feel like this is going to affect the future MCU projects after Secret Invasion. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll see. Speaking of things that are fine so far, though, uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, dude. I remember I showed you in the car. His tight sets photos. These awesome set photos that are coming out. If I can pull them the fuck up. Because, nope. Are you going to... I gotta wait. Anyways, talking about this, the Blue Beetle movie, which comes out August 18th of 2023, and is being directed by Angel Angel Manuel Soto, and is script written by uh, Gareth Dunn Alcor. These are names that I don't know, but I'll probably look up. Uh, You got, uh, I'm gonna mess up the name, of course, always gonna mess up the name, Zolo. Uh, Mary Duena, there we go, uh, wearing Blue Beetle, of course, and we got some set uh, set photos of him wearing the Blue Beetle costume. This is not what I needed. I don't need a the face. zoomed in face. There we go. This yeah. is what I needed. Okay, so <clears throat> the the suit do- is not CGI. It is not yeah, Green no, Lantern CGI. Yeah, and no, it's even not the CGI helmet is not Green Lantern CGI. I, yeah, it, no, the whole body. It like I, I think his his beetle arms is the only thing that's really going to be CG'd on. I think I think they're gonna probably CG maybe the face a little bit, but for the majority. Well, for for movement. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. when when he's talking, like in the same way that they did with Deadpool's mask. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, cause you have to you have to see him moving. I like this talking. logo that they got going on right here. You get a little. Yeah, it's very Cal- it's very Cali. Uh, uh, it's got like a, straight, it's got a graffiti look street to art. it. Yeah, uh, like street art. There was another it. one of him like he was like 
like gliding across a, a, a car if I could find it. Anyways, it looks very practical. It looks very nice. It looks like they're doing right by this. By the way, this is going in theaters. It was supposed to be on HBO Max originally, but they changed the theaters. And yeah. I think that's the and better option. And did the first 45 days. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I think that that works. So, yeah, uh, we're going to see uh, the Blue Blue Beetle finally on screen. One of my other favorite uh, super underrated superheroes, at least to my knowledge. Um, because I don't think everybody knows who Blue Beetle is. I mean, I've seen him. You see, yeah, but like that in other shows, not nothing specifically about Blue Beetle. I couldn't name you five facts about Blue Beetle. I've seen it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's been three Blue Beetles, to my knowledge. The uh, the 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 second most recent one was Jamie Reeves, which is the one we're following, and he is the most popular of the, of the three. Uh, he, oh, you're talking about the lore itself. Yeah. Because like, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I know that. So uh, he has an alter ego, the Blue Beetle, a vigilante who has a scarab grafted onto his spine that gives him tremendous powers and the ability to emit blue energy. That's pretty much it. So we're going to see that happen. And that's going to be cool to see. Um, but, yeah, that comes out, of course, next year. And things that are also coming out, like, next year, season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, but already, since that's been talking about for a bit uh recently they've already come out and said that season four is in the works yeah now. it's it's in <laughs> development uh, even though the third season won't even arrive till next year they're already john john favreau is confirmed season four of mando and the season th three has not even come out so and that, won't come out for another year so that means so, season four will come out in 2024 they're, or 2025 maybe i i mean i feel like it'll i feel out. like they're they're it says it's in the works meaning they haven't started the story like or they're just starting the story rather like uh yeah i don't think it's already written and i don't think that they're anywhere near production i think that they'll get to production next year when the other season's coming out mm -hmm. like which means i'm thinking 2025 really well, they got a lot of shows going in which i've looked up on some of the shows such we also got the ahsoka show coming out you've got the acolyte show coming up you've got uh some new ones that were just named skeleton crew uh fuck what else there was a few other ones. i'm not even into star wars like that i'm yeah. sorry like i i watch mando that's cool and i i didn't watch boba fett boba uh, fett's all right until the, like, i want to watch the it, ob it, like i want to watch ob like because i'll understand that one star but like wars. i haven't seen clone wars uh the, the series the uh oh the series is great i know i know that's what i'm saying like i just i'm not that into star wars no that's fine i've seen all the movies though i do need to get back get on the the limited series obi-wan kenobi because i've heard some great things yeah i know Look, i've just about that. what does it have rating wise uh that if i can find the rotten score because that doesn't show up for some fucking reason. 87 mm. and then if you want to go to audience 71 I, I think it, but there's there's i've read into something that there's people that just don't like a certain character and some of the ideas because they might be of a certain race so oh, yeah gotcha. <laughs> yeah so but uh are we talking about human races or are we talking about alien species no human okay cool. yeah and I, I just don't want to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why I was asking. I was like, wait, are we talking about... No, no, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they got the announcement of the Skeleton Crew coming out next year and Andor, which comes out in August, apparently. And then Ahsoka series, which is we got a first look at, uh, which I, I look forward to the Ahsoka series because I do love her character from... Uh, I just Clone really Wars. want her middle name to be Super. <laughs> uh, 
é, é... Eu sou super soca. <risos> Anyways, uh, where was I talking about plus, uh, pluses? Uh, from Disney Plus to T- Apple TV Talking Plus. about plussies, baby. Plussies. Apple TV plussies. That Disney plussy. Uh, <laughs> God. Now, the Apple TV Plus is getting another new series. We already talked about Severance. I think I, I closed one of the doors and one of the castles stuck down That's here. That's either Miss Rowe or Miss Nala. Anyway, just so you know. Okay, so this is J.J. Abrams, which we have not talked about in quite a while. I don't know what else he has his hands in right now. I think, oh yeah, because we talked about with the, the, the new uh, Star Trek film that they were making, but they didn't tell any of the cast. So, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I want Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. I know, I've been waiting for that one. Without feet. Ugh. Or the N-word. Alright. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible, but I want to see it. Anyways, J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, sci-fi director man, producer man, is producing and executive producing and developing a live-action speed racer series for Apple TV+. Woohoo, it's gonna fail. I, I don't know. Kids I, don't give a fuck about Speed Racer, dude. True, but if it's done with really good effects and it has a decent story that built, like works for the modern audience, then I think it could work. It's just... It, so, I, I mean, like... I don't know. I didn't have a bad thing against like the actual like live-action film they had. Oh, we worked on Lost as a producer. I forgot about that. Yeah. Man, everybody ruined Lost when they figured out what the ending was three seasons before it ended. So, Wasn't it that they were dead the whole time? It was in their purgatory. People found it out like w- way early on. And if, this is, if this is a spoiler for you, sorry, but the show's been out for like, what, half, like two decades now? So, too bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, yeah, they found out like three seasons until like the show was done that, yeah, like they're in purgatory and they denied it. Like the, the creators denied it, but they couldn't deny that that was the actual truth when it came out. So that's why it was kind of rated bad when that happened because people, they, they overhyped it th- for themselves. That's what happened. They they ruined it for themselves. Right. But yeah, we're getting a Speed Racer series live action. Live action. So look 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 at that. I'm gonna look forward to it. I'm gonna see how it turns out because I actually have some faith in Apple TV after seeing some of the stuff they put out. Yeah, Apple TV. I don't have anything <clears throat> against it. You know what I mean? They have good production value, and that's something that I really can appreciate over things like Paramount Plus, which only <laughs> care. They it's only quantity over quality. Yes. 100. But uh, speaking, speaking of, of quality, quality yeah. right, exactly. Speaking of quality, uh, Inside by Bo Burnham, if you are a fan of the show, you have heard us talk about him before. So uh, Inside is a special that you can watch right now on Netflix. Um, but Still watch it. I, I know, like it's such a good one. I'll watch it again and I'll sing all the songs along with it because I memorized all of them. Besides the point, um, Inside now has an outtakes uh, reel that is up on Bo Burnham's YouTube channel. Uh, it's pretty much like an over an hour of outtakes that didn't make the final cut. So uh, he shadow dropped the unreleased footage on Twitter and YouTube today, writing, A year ago today, I released a special called Inside. I've spent the last two months editing oh, together material uh, that I shot for a special but didn't end up using. It'll be on my YouTube channel in one hour. Hope you enjoy it. Found it. It looks... There's no sound because I don't want to play through. Right, right. Exactly. It's an hour and three minutes. I just want to kind of like... Wait. Wait. Hold on. What is this? (laughs) 
the perfect peanut butter sandwich. All right. Um, time passing this feeling. The dump. The dump. Oh, no. This seems wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Five years trying to be fun. Woman's, white woman's Instagram behind the scenes. That's going to be cool to see. The podcast. All right. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. Biden! <laughs> uh, there's some good ones in here that I feel like would be fun. Well, ooh, Bezos. Bezos 4. Oh, wait, where's Bezos 3? Oh no. I don't know if we're going to find it. It has to be in there. Bezos 2 Alt. That's Bezos 2 Alt, so was that Bezos 3? Bezos 1 BTS. BTS. We're just kind of like skimming through it now because we don't want to find it. Spider? Spider? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he probably just starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Camera off the drone. Shit, BTS. Peanut butter sandwich. Well, who knows? Maybe. Huh. I don't know. Anyway, we'll look into this later. We'll yeah, look into this like later. I, I'm excited <clears throat> for this. Like, yeah. honestly. I love behind the scenes stuff, especially if it has outtakes. You know what I mean? Like, the office outtakes is almost as good as the office. Mm -hmm. I'm so serious. It is so funny. I they got a lot of good outtakes because they make some... Some well, it's all comedians. It's you know all I mean? it's all comedians. Plus, some of the jokes they make, they can't actually air. So. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but it's on tape, and it's forever etched into my brain. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyways, things that will be etched into your brain after you possibly watch it. Uh, Phil Tippett, who that is a, not a name not everybody knows, but this guy has worked on so much stuff as a special effects artist like dating back to like robocop starship troopers jurassic I'll park just star like, wars a new hope star wars the empire strikes back the, the old but, star wars films he did i did howard the duck which is don't ever talk to me about but that. he did do indiana jones temple of doom which had a lot of good set design robe all the robocop films uh jurassic park uh the bo 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 going into the spider wick chronicle Twilight. Yeah. Two, three, four, he and a, five. He's a visual effects supervisor. Uh, but that's probably why they were so fired. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he did work on Starship Troopers as well. Um, I, I listed that one off. Yeah. So essentially, he has worked on a film for thirty years called Mad God, which is which is only it's exclusively stop motion. It's exclusively stop motion, the whole thing, and it has been and it has like a lot of detail put into it. A lot. Yeah, we of watched the trailer and it looks really good. Like. Uh, like nine-esque yeah, you know what exactly. i mean like it, it's got that really dark uh, look to it, it and i enjoy that it, it's very david firth if yeah. you guys know who that is so it, it's extremely dark that this is supposed this was released last year during the uh, during the film festival on august 21st uh and it has not been released for a theatrical run until now and now it'll receive a u at, even before the streaming release which is supposed to happen on shutter on, on june 16th which it will ra roll out nationally on june 17th uh, there is supposed to be a U.S. theatrical run, I'm assuming limiting, uh, on June 10th uh, for this film. And you can watch this. So the plot of this film, because there's, it's hard to follow the plot from the, from the trailer, but the plot follows the assassin as he takes a dive into the chaotic world of the film. His journey consists of monsters, zombie-like creatures, captive electronic torture victims, and a suitcase holding a bomb. The... <laughs> 
<laughs> we've been we've been hacked. We've been broken into. I thought the door was we, closed. I thought it was closed too. But I told you she knows how to open doors. Mm, okay. You hear you hear her jiggling on the door handles. When I'm like, <laughs> all of us turn and we're in our heads look and we're like, you hear a door handle and uh, if you hear the door handle, it's Miss Rowe. Yeah. And Ms. Rowe is currently in here, so if you hear anybody screaming, it's her. We're going to get through the last one a little quicker. But, uh, the desolate landscape of horror, horrific scenarios throughout the film make for a confusing ride uh, that has more than its fair share of twist, turn, bends, and snaps to the main character. Why is he here? What is his mission? What did he do to, to deserve this? But, yeah. So, it looks really cool. I can go on and on about like the voice acting that's been put into this, but no, no, no. And the special effects behind it and all that. But yeah, no, I look I look forward to looking at this. Um, <coughs> looking forward at looking to this when it comes out this summer. And speaking of something to look forward to, that is also going to be on the horror aspect. And was something I did not expect to hear from you, Jasmine. Uh, <laughs> is... That Winnie the Pooh, or like the characters of Winnie the Pooh, or like the, they have entered open public domain, public domain, uh, Meaning as of January. So anybody can use them in their own public space. creative p- process. So that means you can morph them into whatever fresh hell you want to do, you which could, is experience. You could, you could do meme hell, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can you can do Jimmy Nutron, but with fucking Winnie the Pooh and not get copyright strike. But and since, use the and use the tunes. Since we're too, talking about fresh hells, this is one that is a fresh hell. Yeah, it is. So <clears> they <throat> are making a horror movie about Winnie the Pooh, and uh, the director has teased the plot, and it's that Pooh and Piglet ate Eeyore. Now. If you look this up and you find it, you will look at the stills and cry. They are so terrifying. I don't know if there's a still. Oh no, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Like it's not okay. These like. Uh... Yeah, dude. Piglet has fucking tusks and like he's like a six foot five man who's like three hundred pounds. It's fucking terrifying, dude. That's like, a nice shot. Yeah, I know. It's very it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like that, that's the shot that I that's was looking horrifying this is a scary one that is Pooh looks poo looks like a backwoods poo from like <laughs> <laughs> it's poot it's poot <laughs> yeah it's poot poot and perglet poot levada poot ugh <laughs> Uh, no, that's not who I think it, it like is. Game of Thrones, still yeah. the way that it's shot. It, it, it's it's weird how it looks. I just well, they have the unsettling camera. I lens. wonder if this is a mask or if this is like it's actually going to be a face and it can move and talk. It probably moves. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no. Piglet looks so fucking gross. Yeah, but they, yeah, they made Piglet look disgusting. Yeah, I that, can't believe that. Well, okay, so this one, so that means that if this went into public domain not too long ago, this film had to have been working on for not a long time, unless they've been working on it, expecting for this to happen. Uh huh. Oh wow. Okay. Probably. But uh, during an interview, uh, Rise Frank Waterfield uh, discussed the plot, and he said, "Blood and Honey," which is the name of the movie, features Pooh and Piglet as the main villains going on a rampage. After Christopher Robin abandons them to go to college. <laughs> Christopher Robin has pulled away from them and he's not given them food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult because they've had to fend for themselves so much they've essentially become feral. So they've gone back to their animal roots and they are no longer tame. It's like a vicious bear pig <laughs> combo who wants to go around and try to find prey. 
Uh, so it says when you try to do a film like this, it's a really wacky concept. It's very easy to go down a route where nothing is scary. It's really ridiculous and really like stupid. And they said they wanted to go between the two. So the film will be a balance of horror and comedy, fully aware of its absurd premise. As an example, the director explained one of its film stills that shows a pair stalking a victim in a jacuzzi. So she's having a, a good time and Pooh and Piglet appear behind her, chloroform her, take her out of the jacuzzi, and then kind of drive a car over her head. Uh, it's scary, but there's also funny bits where there's shots of Winnie the Pooh in a car and seeing him with his little ears behind the wheel and like slowly going over there to kill her. <laughs> so this is based on the 1926 version of Winnie the Pooh. Which I need to look at that. Because apparently he wears clothes in this one. He has a shirt. Yeah. A shirt. He's always had a shirt, though. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I think he's like, yes, he's naked in this one. Well, this one has a shirt. Well, I it said he was based on the night, only based on the 1926 version of it. Well, yeah, they have to say that. Yeah. Anyways, so that's gonna be cool to see. Exactly. Disney still retains the rights to its own interpretations of the characters, so they can't they can't say that it's uh, based off of Disney's Winnie the Pooh. It's not. It's they based can't. Off of Winnie it's the based Pooh, off of the, the Winnie the Pooh books from 1926. Mm-hmm. Derivative content is new content. Thank you. But um, we're gonna jump really quick since this is about TV shows mm-hmm. and animation and. This is funny to me. It's just funny. Um, I think I talked about this like last week, maybe, or something. I don't even think I talked about it. We didn't talk about the series. <sighs> we talked about his NFT. NFT. NFT being taken. So Seth Green had an aboard ape NFT. I don't know. I can't figure this out. I think he didn't create the uh, it or he didn't buy the company Board Ape. He has an NFT that he bought of aboard ape, and then he's making a series out of that, which was going to be called White Horse Tavern. But it does hit a snag as his board ape NFT is stolen and then sold. We said it was stolen. We never said it was sold, though. Right. Somebody else bought it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, basically, this this was purchased back in 2021 when he bought the board ape NFT. Um, Well, that series has hit a bit of a snag as someone managed to get a hold of the receipt for the NFT by way of phishing scam and then sold it to someone else. So... Yeah, Yeah. it says Green explained in a tweet, a buyer who purchased stolen art with real money and refuses to return it is not legally entitled to exploitation usage of the underlying IP. It'll go to court, but I'd prefer to meet him before that. It says, seems we have a lot in common, so he's probably going to privately buy it from him. With actual cash. Probably. You know what I mean? Instead of digital currency. The character's name that he has come up with this person is called Fred Simeon. Simeon, interesting. Like monkey. Yeah. Yeah, but like at the same time, I don't trust it because it's a bored ape and it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be good. Sorry, Seth Green, but like I don't trust NFT animations yet because the NFTs are still the wild, wild west they are as they are now, and it's affecting everything that it touches. So until it has a way of like monitoring scams and stuff like that, and people just like taking shit without even like. <laughs> It's it's still gonna be like a very rough start 
for right. stuff like that. And but you know what? I'm just gonna move on because I'm done with talking about NFTs. It still drains me every time I bring it up. Speaking of things that are less draining but more entertaining, uh, that is Sonic the Hedgehog. More specifically, the films that have come out recently, such as that last one. That last one was tight. Yeah. Like, as a longtime Sonic fan, even though that I know he gets a lot of hate, I still find, like, I don't know. I find the games fun in their own little way. Uh, but I also like the character because I grew up, I guess, playing it as a kid. But, um... There's a stuff about Sonic the Hedgehog's three potential game inspirations, and this is teased by the writers themselves. Uh, I don't know if I can say much because there is a spoiler about the ending, the very end of, of Sonic 2, but uh, I won't get into that. But essentially, uh, in Sonic Hedgehog 2, you get the t- meet about Gun, which is like this... Um, militaristic group in the Sonic games or something like that, in the more recent Sonic games. Uh, but basically, they are deciding that the spin-off is going to be focusing around incorporating elements from Sonic Adventure 2, which is one of nice. my favorite nice. Sonic games. And I guess this is a spoiler warning, so if you want to not hear this, jump like 30 seconds ahead or something like that. Okay. Are you gone? Good. Shadow the Hedgehog. So Shadow the Hedgehog was teased at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, and they are taking some notes from the Shadow the Hedgehog game as well for the for it. So uh, we're probably going to go more into how he's connected to Gun and how he worked for them. And they're probably going to go into having him work for them to take down Sonic for some reason or whatnot. Uh, but, I mean, I can go into the whole thing about how Shadow was created by Eggman's grandfather, Gerald Robotnik, which was also talked about in, 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 uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and revived by the villain to help conquer the world. So, I, it still isn't up to, it's still up to debate if Jim Carrey's gonna come back, but we'll see. So, uh, that is gonna be out, it said it's supposed to hit theaters in 2024, so you got a while (laughs) until it comes out. But I look forward to it because I feel like this one's going to be a penultimate, not a penultimate, but like it's going to flush the trilogy that they've built up so far. Um, And I feel like it's going to be a bit darker than the two predecessors before it. But speaking of adaptations, this is our last one before the break. And Sony has been doing a lot with their adaptations from video games to TV show, just film in general, to cinema. Uh, we recently got their Uncharted movie, which we both don't like. Uh, <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> but uh, they're also working on their um, Last of Us series. And they are also working on their God of War series, which is being produced by Amazon. And they're working on a Gran Turismo series. Uh, just recently, which apparently I this is a quick thing, but I saw somebody some things rumoring saying that uh, Neil Neil Blomkamp is going to be attached to the Gran Turismo series. Yeah, I saw I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but also now apparently uh, they're looking into Netflix developing a series adaptation of Hor- Horizon Zero Dawn as well. It's a very cinematic game. So it is it'll be, very cinematic. It'll, it'll game. be relatively easy to pull off if they have the budget for vi- visual effects. Oh, of course, if they give it the budget. If they give it to Netflix then they'll do right by it because mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen Netflix do wrong by many things yeah 
Yeah, that is true. Like live action animes is like different, you know. I mean, they they, they do like to pump out a lot of stuff, but I feel like if well, they there's t- it's because they have so many like properties and so many studios. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, Netflix studios, but like there's forty five fucking locations. There you is. know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, so uh, speaking of like their adaptations, I said The Last of Us on HBO. You get the Twisted Metal TV series, which we have been talking about. On that's going to go to Peacock, right? And then apparently, we this has also been in the works for. But the Ghost of Tsushima movie that is also we talked about a while ago. So Sony's decided, hey, we're going to bring our properties to the film. Why not? I mean, like, yeah, why I not? Mean, they're single player narrative driven stories, so it's a great opportunity to do that. Just you have to make sure that the adaptation is done correct and not filled with nonsense <clears throat> that like, doesn't make sense like the, the uncharted story. like the uncharted one with flying and, pirate ships oh yeah and, and it takes out some of like the supernatural aspect that it we, took out all the supernatural yeah. aspects in the movie which is just really sad to me because mm-hmm. that was like part of the adventure it, it gave it that indiana jones vibe you mm-hmm. know what i mean it was more than like, it's more than what what real life is yeah essentially definitely definitely yeah. and they just played it off like fucking pirates you uh-huh. know what i mean like yeah. and, and uh, their their relationship was different because they aged his character up and just I understand the aging part because you want to fit a role but like it didn't have to, it <laughs> they, didn't have to go they, to they Tom changed Holland. they changed a few things that didn't make sense so no they changed a, a fair bit of things that didn't make sense sorry yeah. that's a good uh, fix but anyways I think we're gonna take a break here yep it is time for break and we will be right back with more stuff for you see you then ah there you are take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet wanderer you're halfway there You are now fully rested. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to your favorite basement podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that, that's really what we are. We're subterranean right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're below sea level. If uh, you look, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna come right back in, and we left off with Horizon Zero Dawn. So we're gonna continue off into uh, the PlayStation Sony from Sony uh, Sony based adaptations to Sony based games. I don't yes. know. It's so it's Sony games. It's more Sony games. <laughs> yeah, more Sony <clears throat> Sony games stuff, but kind of PC games. But uh, Sony is expected to make three hundred million dollars off of PC games this year. Nice. Like, which is going to be fantastic, because there's word that uh, uh, Returnal is going to end up on PC, which is super exciting, because, like, that'll, like, bring, one, better servers, two, possible cross-play, you yeah. know what I mean? And three, like, just more people into the game. Because, like, like I said at the top of the show, like, uh, that was one of my weekly recommendations, because I really have been playing it. I met a new friend, and they're not toxic, and I don't know this person, I don't even know their name, but I played games with them, like, ten times. That's what happens when you play multiplayer games that are, like, unexpected. Yeah, and we just use the PlayStation chat app to chat back and forth Fallout's instead of instead of talking because <clears throat> half the time when i'm playing games i have like people like you over or something like that you know what i mean like when, and, I, when i played fallout so, well when i p- 
played. No, I, I, I don't play it any like as much right now, but that's because like all the content that they have right now is kind of boring. This next season they're about to start will have a lot of cool shit that they're going to add. But that's 76, and I know I haven't talked about it in a bit. Yeah, uh, we but, haven't had a 76 <laughs> moment. No. <laughs> that's, no just, so that's literally what Literally it, talking about it, when, like, the community when playing the game is very helpful. That's the same thing as that. It's Yeah, all, no, it's, no, no. Like, the community, like, I'm a level 1 scout, and this dude is, like, a level 52, and he's just like, come over here. This is where the ether is right here. He's like, this is a data cube. Pick it up, and you'll get permanent knowledge. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Like, Pretty and much. I'm sitting here... The the in, in seventy six the like high levels sometimes will come up to you and if you like if they see that you need help they'll drop shit for you very very good shit for you sometimes for free and that's like very nice and then they'll also help you on missions and whatnot right yeah so it's the same it's this kind it's, of the same it's thing. nice making online friends uh huh when it's in a very good community and not full of uh, toxic players for the majority for the most part right. <clears throat> But, uh, we... Uh, yes, anyway, Sony is expected to make $300 million off of PC games this year because, you know, they, they've got in with Steam, and, uh, you know, they're putting all these games up like God of War, you know what I mean? That one's now available to, on PC, and, uh, uh, like, they're, they're gonna do Uncharted, I think, and now people are, like, demanding Bloodborne. <laughs> Oh, of well, course, they, of course the, they especially are. the Souls community. If, if they get Bloodborne on PC, <laughs> then te- technically I could probably play it. So yeah, <clears throat> that'd be cool to see because I wanted to play Bloodborne. That was a f- that lo- that's like one of the fun- that one had a very it's interesting. A, it's a take. PlayStation classic. It it's had- it's free to anyone who subscribes to PlayStation. Of course. Yeah. It is like they just offer it to you as a free game, because along was, with the entire Uncharted very, series, including it, the fourth one. Well, all of those games are very influential to how PlayStation like is now. Right. So, uh, yeah, Bloodborne was like a very influential like idea. So, yeah, very different, and people loved it, and spe- and so yeah. But yeah, I look forward to seeing this happen. I mean, basically, PC is getting all the all the games now. Well, yeah, like, in there, in, I don't think we, do we have an acquisition hour? Right? We do have an acquisition hour, but this is af- this is after PlayStation. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, <clears throat> PlayStation is, like, th- that's what they've been doing over the last, like, year or two. They've just been gaining all these, like, smaller studios uh, to build something really great. And I could feel it coming, you know what I mean? Like, the new wave of, uh, you know, what are they going to call it, PS5 Pro? Not calling it uh, the PS5 Pro, you know, like they'll just it's call gonna it, have like five terabytes of fucking storage. They'll or just some call shit. it the PlayStation Station. The the PlayStation <laughs> Station no, squared. <laughs> PlayStation but, squared. Yeah, no, no, like PS5, but squared. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, it's it's better than itself. Yeah. You know, it's multiplied by itself. It says it says it expects probably fifteen to twenty percent of its releases coming this year, on PC, and then the percentage increasing to thirty by the end of twenty twenty five. Yeah, like uh, <clears throat> they're they're doing a little bit less gatekeeping, which I'm okay with. You know what smart. I mean? Like that's it, definitely smart. No, it's incredibly smart. You know, especially because like Xbox opened up their Game Pass to PC. I, I like think I, in, I I I subscribe to <clears throat> Xbox Game Pass on PC. You know, I think like. 
the once people like they start opening up and then eventually they'll get to the point where like they don't need to have exclusives anymore and they can just like share it right and hopefully eventually they'll get to the point i don't even know if this is going to happen in our lifetime but like get to the point where the companies can come together and make one singular console i don't know if that will ever happen but like yeah it'd be great to see it Although, would. Uh, you got you got you got Microsoft and Sony's new console, the Xbox Station or the uh, Playbox, and then American Tendo. <laughs> then you got American <laughs> Tendo <laughs> on the other side, gatekeeping themselves away right, from right. everybody. Uh, yeah. Super uh, top secret game, <laughs> gaming console. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's called American Tunda. American Tunda, yeah, coming to uh, coming to shelves near you. Near so. you, uh, very soon. But uh, uh, <clears throat> speaking of coming to shelves near you soon, PlayStation State of Play has been announced for June. Nice. And uh, they literally just dropped it on you, and it's like it's gonna be it's literally two this, days away. Literally this Thursday. Yeah. So like this will come out tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, and you guys will hear this, and it is Thursday uh, afternoon. That's when this comes out, the state of play. So that's when you're going to see all these new games. You're going to see, like, updates. You're going to see what they're working on. Uh, they, they Every summer, they do they do a state of play. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And this, uh, la- the last state of play, uh, well, actually, two state of plays ago, it was, like, the PS5 release. You know what I mean? And uh, that one was really fucking big. I watched that one while I was at work. Uh-huh. I, was, I was working at fucking uh, Taco Bell. Like, and, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was fun. I was just watching it on my phone, making burritos. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, it, it gives you a list of the places that you can watch it. You can literally like, watch it. You don't even have to watch it on. You don't have to watch it on IGN stuff because I pulled this off of IGN. You can watch it on Roku. You can watch it on Apple TV. You can watch it on Pluto TV. You can watch it fucking everywhere, essentially. Yeah, but you just just if you Google PlayStation State of Play, you can literally go to their PlayStation's Facebook. You can go uh-huh. to PlayStation's YouTube, Twitch, what the fuck ever. Yeah, watch it, watch yeah. it. But they're gonna they're gonna talk about PSVR two. Essentially, this comes out this week, and then two weeks from then is the Xbox showcase. So I think they dropped this intentionally just to get ahead of them. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it, it's a good strategy. Gotta give it to them. It's a very good strategy. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> but that fucking VR set <coughs> is the only like mainstream one that I don't have, and I'm a fucking PlayStation fanboy because I have a fucking Valve Index, mm-hmm. like which I only use like once a month, like and uh, <clears throat> then I have the uh, the Oculus Quest Two. Mm-hmm. And that one I use even less often. Yeah. Didn't you need a new one for your next class? I needed the Quest 2. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. I didn't even want the Quest 2. I got the Velvet. I didn't even want it, but my teacher made me get it. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. And I didn't even fucking use it. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah, but by the time that I end up using it, who knows? It's going to be fucking outdated. They're going to be like, actually, you need the Quest 3. Swear to God, dude. All right. Technology technology just moves that fast. It does. At this point, point it moves way too fast, in my opinion. But uh, speaking of things moving fast, uh, we talked about this, I think, last week, uh, about the Raven Software Union uh, uprising. 
That's yes, not a good way the, of putting it, but the uprising <laughs> with pitchforks and shit. Uh, no, it's a good it's a good idea. I think unionization is is good for uh, what they're trying to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, Xbox's head Phil Spencer announced that he will recognize the new union after the company acquires Activision Blizzard. Smart. It is smart because it'll 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 just be like uh, everyone included uh-huh. type deal. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like he's just like, yeah, we're gonna wait for them all to come over here, and then when we're all sitting in a room, we can we can unionize and That's kick cool. and kick Coat Dick out of the chair. Yeah, because uh, he's not doing great. Coat Coat Dick needs to go. Yes, he does. Uh, so he said once the deal closes we would absolutely support an employees organization uh, that's in place he said he told employees during the internal meeting according to Kotaku we think that it's a right of employees and something that can be a part of a relationship between a company and the people who work at the company that's true yeah you can make it, it, it i know people see unions like there's some there's a lot of companies that see unions as bad but that's because they that's more lose. because they don't want to be overseen by corporate entities you know what yes. I mean? they want to be represented by the people for the people you mm-hmm. know what i mean kind of deal and i understand because like there is a disconnect between uh, i i'm surprised most all jobs don't fucking unionize honestly you i was gonna I mean? say union you, why they don't want unionization it's less control for them that's mm-hmm. like a that's like a major thing about it, and I think it's but like at the same time I think it's very beneficial for the employees to feel like they are included and they have the rights that they have and they have a say so <clears throat> and they have a say so right exactly. exactly like they'll be like ah, I don't think we should do that you know what I mean like if uh, I we don't want to do that yeah so I mean like go for it so and I like that the <laughs> Xbox head is like yeah go for it why not and we'll we'll make sure it works when this ac- acquisition is done in the next 7 months so yeah yeah Phil Spencer's just like it, yeah, it's, I put a stamp on it I've got you guys have the approval just give me a little bit of time because and... this acquisition is probably killing him right now like no <clears throat> oh joke. yeah no he's probably being run ragged back and forth fucking 3 a.m phone calls you know what phone I mean calls. Like, hey there's another lawsuit against act Blizzard going on right now right like it's just yeah but you know what? Anyways, so uh, <laughs> we'll we'll probably ha- we're done with acquisition corner. Uh, we'll move on from that uh, and probably have another one next week and probably about Activision Blizzard at some point. Uh, but I don't have a good translation of this one because the I translation is a good one. Translation, yeah, about translations and and speaking. Uh, in certain languages and whatnot, France is kind of being a little butt hurt about it. Yeah. Uh, but they are a ban- little. <laughs> they, France is banning video game words because they aren't French enough. Is is what this t- article says. But on Monday, the country's Ministry of Culture reportedly uh, announced that it would effectively ban popular gaming jargon like pro gamer, streamer, and esports, and, re- and that's not all of them, but replace them with explicitly French alternatives, according to the AFP uh, report spotted by The Guardian, which is found where I found this. So strange. <clears throat> yeah. Those variations range <coughs> from re- relatively straightforward translations, uh, and I'm going to do some fuck-ups, but I'm going to try my best to make this sound like a uh, French. Uh, joyeux... Uh, fuck. Joyeux professionnel. Yeah, joyeux professionnel, which is for pro gamer, uh, for example, to more comically convoluted creations. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Like joyeux amateur and direct, which translates to streamer. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just say streamer? Like, it makes no sense. I don't know. know. They don't want, like, it's too, the thing is, I think is like, what, you said too American or too English? I don't know. Maybe it's hard to pronounce. (laughs) 
it could be that or loss of culture is what they're kind of thinking at the same time. Why is it loss of culture I, when, when I don't know. The, it, the gaming culture is international? I don't know. You know what I mean? Under- like it 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 ascends. <laughs> the word noob, you know what I mean, is like is that's like gaming jargon. You know what I mean? But it's made its way into pop culture and therefore into the dictionary. You know what I mean? You can look up the word noob in the in in, dictu- in the there. dictionary. Yeah, and it's short for newbie. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like and uh <clears throat> I don't know. It's just the way that this is this one puts it. Uh and anyone who spent time in France knows a fair share of the populace is pretty dead set on preserving the Frenchness of their language. So officials have whipped out a lexical ban hammer on numerous occasions over the past two decades. What's a lexical ban? Lexical is in like a like word word ban. Oh, like, oh, okay, okay. Particularly in respect to words associated with the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, they tried to replace that word email with Korea, uh, which, I mean, is fine. Six years later, France General Commission of Ter- Terminology and Neology reportedly tried to replace the terms cloud computing with information... Cu- oh, Jesus. Information... T- <laughs> Information and I'm not, I'm not even try to say it. Informatique and nuage. Thank you. <clears throat> I think I'm trying to just pronounce the Q like a G. Um, and then they replaced hashtag. This is a funny one to me. Uh, and they replaced it with modies uh, for some reason. So modies. Modies. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh. it's just strange to me. It's a strange thing that France. That's completely. Strange. When I typed in, this is like when I typed in gaming news. This is like the number one thing that kind of pops up. France, 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 France. Dude, France bans a lot of stuff. Look, and it's so weird because like, isn't that where the Cannes Film Festival is held? You know what I mean? Which is like one of the most wild fucking. I think it is. If I recall, does not give me a place. France. Exactly. Like, the Cannes Film Festival, like, displays all kinds of films. Why? And when I say all kinds of films, I mean, like, all kinds of films. It's in you Cannes, know? which was in France. And I knew that because my parents, I think, went to Cannes for their trip. So, yeah. yeah. But, like, it, it's not the only thing they're banning. <clears throat> like, it says France's education minister ignited a firestorm of controversy by announcing a ban on gender-neutral terms aimed at increasing inclusivity. Mm. That's like a step backwards. All right. They, they doesn't exist over there. All right, France. That's the the girls and the boys over there. It's not they. Not them, not y'all, not... <laughs> that's gender inclusive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. French... They're, they're pervert... They're pervert... <laughs> preserving their Frenchness. There you go. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. They're either that or preserving bigotry, and I can't decide which. It's both. Uh, anyways, <laughs> going on to the next topic. Speaking of like crime, it's not even a crime what they're doing, but it feel like you get you get the vibe. Of it, it feels very. Uh, <clears throat> what is that? What Censorship. No. Nah, well, yeah, I was gonna use a movie example. Government overhead. I was really gonna go with something simple like Footloose. Yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> They were like burning the books in the town, or like Fahrenheit. You know what Fahrenheit, I mean? Fahrenheit, yeah. Footloose, no dancing. Right, yeah. exactly, like that, like that kind of thing. But uh, there's a lot of movies. They're like trying that, to enforce but I just can't that. Think of that. Red Dawn. Yeah, I know. Except now, this is the footloose of words. 
That's what I'm uh, saying. Like actual like spoken words. Like that's so. They'll they'll have people probably like. No eventually. no yeah dude there's a. <laughs> it's eventually gonna. Start the revolution. Another, another revolution. You know, like, exactly. Like uh, censorship revolution, which you're kind of already in over here. Uh, but <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next topic, which is also about um, crime. Uh, and this one is and KFC. Yeah, and KFC and poor children, and it's not as bad as it sounds. But this it is kind of is though. It, it is is it's kind of shitty how what this group is doing. It, no, it's very shitty what this group is doing. So a ransomware group forces victims to uh, pick any five poor children and buy them KFC. I know that sounds weird, but I'm gonna go into what it means. Uh, the new ransom group, aware group, who call themselves Goodwill. But it's not spelled the way you think it is. The W is capitalized. Whoa! <laughs> I know. So so awesome that they did that. That's such a that's such a game changer. Never thought of it. Oh my god, dude! Like, what if I created Facebook with a lowercase f? Like, I think that's already what it is. It is, one hundred percent. But it's capitalized when you, you just, when you no, look at it. You no, know what I mean? But you like, lowercase everything except the B. <laughs> Or the two O's. Just the two O's. <laughs> it's like Facebook. Always looking at you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is... The Goodwill seems to originate out of Mumbai, India, where a lot of scams come from, unfortunately. Uh, like other ransomware, uh, it will encrypt important files on an infected device requiring an encryption key provided by the hackers to regain access. Unlike typical ransomware attacks, which ask for money in the exchange, Goodwill charges victims with three particular acts of charity. It is unclear from the CloudSec, which is the security outfit that found out about the uh, ransomware group, reported uh, how many people have been targeted by the group or, or whether anyone has actually gone through with the process so the tasks they found out the tasks and i'm going to go through what the tasks are and some of the tasks are weird like no all the tasks are weird what am i talking about the first task is to quote unquote provide new clothes slash blankets to needy people on the roadside and it says sick it says sic here and i'm assuming it means like sick people too or but i it might mean a different acronym that i'm just not aware of uh and make the video video of this event so like you're going to take a video of yourself giving blankets and stuff to needy people. Uh, and then post that proof on Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Next, Goodwill targets uh, targets have to, quote-unquote, in the evening, pick any five poor children under 13 years of your neighborhood and take them to Domino's slash Pizza Hut or KFC. <laughs> then allow them to order the food they love to eat and try to make them feel happy. Then, the hackers also want you to film and take pictures of the kids for social media. Uh, and the final goodwill charge is to pay for medical bills of the someone who can't afford to, and of course, post it to Facebook, E&L. So, whatever. Anyways. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a... I don't. Fucking bizarre. It's bizarre. This is very bizarre. I don't know how else to put it, how else to put it other than the way you said it. Um... There's a there's a picture that we saw of like one of their little like uh, what is it <laughs> little stupid ads? Oh man, I help needy peoples, and then in the middle it has like your image. It looks like a Mother's Day card. 
is the best way to put it. <laughs> I help needy people's your and, image here. And then it says goodwill, goodwill, goodwill. By the way, the middle one isn't even like in the Aligned. center. I know. Yeah. Like it's unevenly spaced and it's like giving me a lot of chaotic energy. <laughs> I am like, kind. So, so much kind. <laughs> I am kind. So, so much kind. Dude, this, this, this is just funny. Uh, I don't know really how they like, how do people fall for this then? I'm I'm not really. I, I don't know, man. Like, well, I, it's a ransomware attack, so I guess they like. It, it's like they have people ads. need a license to use the internet. Well, they get they have yes. Like I'm so serious. Well, they ha- I think Britain has that. Yeah. No, like, they have a TV license. That's what it is. I think cable license, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you need to have a. Re- you should have to uh, take a test about like internet literacy or something like that. You know what I mean? But and and. I don't know. Like, I it's think just... it's that if you click on their ads or whatnot and you go to their whatever place or website that they have, that's when all the stuff gets logged onto your computer and whatnot. Oh, oh I wasn't even talking about that. I'm talking about in general. Oh, I think, in general. I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. in the world, I think that people need a literacy class like about using the internet. And it's to prevent stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know there's some fucking poor 65-year-old woman who was just like, oh my god, I have to pay for someone's medical bills. That's $20,000. It's $20,000. I can't afford this. They're like, you gotta do it. Sorry. Uh-huh. Like, And then bankrupts them. You know? Luckily there's people online and on like there's YouTube people too that are actually going out there and taking Well I know I've watched some of those uh, like with they're, just, they're just funny. They're funny to They're watch. hilarious. Like where they reverse hack the hackers uh-huh. and it's just it's And then it, awesome. when 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 the uh the scammers get pissed the fuck they off. They get so mad. They get so mad. It's crazy. Anyways, uh moving on from hacking and scheming and acquisitions and all that, moving to sad news. And retiring news, and very probably devastating news to two major uh, uh, series. Series, IPs. that's the word. IPs, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy producer Shinji Hashimoto is retiring after 30 years with Square Enix. Yeah, that's nuts. There's all kinds of retirements today. <laughs> like we have people resigning, we have people withdrawing, we have fucking unions forming. Like there's all kinds of stuff happening in the world. You know what I mean? But Hashimoto started at SquareSoft in 1995 when it was still called SquareSoft, wow. uh, and uh, was the brand manager for. Uh, both Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Dude, they lost one of their biggest like parts of the of the series. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> what people don't even realize that just being around the same people for X amount of years, like you, they just blend into your games. Oh like, yeah. The way people say things, the funny things that they say, the memories that you have with those people, all blend into these games. You know what I mean? So, and in my in my opinion, I think every piece of art is an extension of like the artist. Not just the artist, but the art everyone that has touched the artist. You know what I mean? Not physically, but like uh affected them. You know what I mean? Think about it like strings on a board. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like and it's just like all these people, all these things that we've done together, all the all the all the places that you've gone have brought you to right now when you're making this thing. Mm-hmm. So which is kind of like this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um every piece of art is special in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just got a weird weird outlook on it, but <clears throat> anyway, he posted a video message on Twitter saying he enjoyed his time traveling 
his time travel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Across the world and attending uh, different kinds of events. In recent years, however, he stopped going to them due to COVID. Uh, while he would have liked to visit everyone in the wake announcing his retirement, he had to opt for a video message instead. Um, he said, uh, now I'll be leaving the company in high spirits, but I will continue to be around and involved in entertainment. So please be assured to everyone around the world. I hope you will continue to support Square Enix titles. I don't know about that. They just signed off like half of the best ones they had. I know. That's so. what I'm saying. <clears throat> Not much they can do there. But, I mean, they still hold on to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, which both rain in big bucks for them. So Yeah, so uh, Square Enix recently sold off its Western division to Embracer Group and is currently working on projects such as Kingdom Hearts 4 and Final Fantasy 16. Didn't we talk about how many Final Fantasy games there were? Yes, and it's we up did. into, like, 95. Yeah, it's, like, fucking crazy. Uh, Jesus. I know. But uh, <clears throat> moving on, this is just a little side piece of information that I found kind of cool. So uh, everybody knows that uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki did uh, Elden Ring yeah, from uh, Bandai yeah, Namco and yeah, From Software. The, the director and from Software CEO himself. Yes. It, um, he has announced that he, he has decided what his favorite boss was. And it actually turned out to be Star Scourge Radon. Radon's so, a very cool boss. Radon was a very, it was a very cinematic fight uh -huh. as well. You know what I mean? Everybody has that little cutscene, you know what I mean? But I felt like the whole thing was cinematic. Oh, I, like felt the sheer, whole, I, felt, I felt cinematic in awe and also sheer terror by fighting him so up close. Big man, little horse. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm more scared of that horse, honestly. Because, uh -huh. like, holy God, like, how strong are you? You know, mm -hmm. um, it's able to survive a meteor like strike from from space, f having Radon on its back. Uh, yeah, but he said he he likes the individual character because he's really alluring, and uh, the Radon festival situation. Oh yeah, the he said there's cool. a literal sense of festivity and exuberance, but also a tinge of sadness and loneliness. <laughs> well, yeah, it was really sad. You know what I mean? It because is. like he had he had been infected and his mind was gone. Yeah, you know? and so, he and he was eating his like his, his siblings. Not you know? not his siblings, but more so his compatriots, which were essentially his brothers and sisters. Right, right. Like he was just like consuming everything that came into his path mm. but uh he said uh uh when the radon festival was first brought up which is perhaps the most ambitious boss set piece from any from software game uh in which various champions from across the battle line alongside you for glory against radon no one team took it seriously <laughs> because it was very ambitious yeah. i understand it yeah, man. But uh, he, uh, his second favorite boss is either Godric the Grafted or Rikard, the Lord of Blasphemy. Both are disgusting beasts. Yeah, yeah. I think that Godric... Godric... <laughs> 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 just fucking screaming. I think Godric is a much more interesting boss than Rikard. Rikard's cool. Rikard's I like his design, cool. but he's fucking annoying and he's... No, yeah, the spam, the spam thing, like... It, it's Especially just... when you get caught in his, in his, in his storm of hell. I hate that. I know. Like, what? I want to play that clip right now of that guy screaming. <laughs> he's and he's like, like, what am I playing? The fucking victim? <laughs> like... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But um, <coughs> anyway, his his other favorite designs in the game include the spider hand. Yes. Uh, the giant 12-fingered hand that scuttles after players in Karia Manor. I, I created one of my final projects as a scuttling hand. Not 12 fingers, but just a regular scuttling hand. Right, a regular scuttling hand. But uh, 
you said it's something you don't want to even look at because it's so horrible. <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it really is. I wonder if there is the way to overcome your issues. The only way to overcome your issues is to face it head on and beat it. I feel like that would be a great cinematic shot of just seeing a bunch of severed hands crawling on the walls and seriously. No, I think it would be a great cinematic <laughs> shot if you find out that all of these fingers are double jointed. Ugh. And they can crack in whatever direction. So, so they can like, just bend backwards. And or sideways. And sideways. Yeah. Exactly. And they, and they all make just like breaking sounds. Popping and yeah. breaking sounds. Exactly. That right there would have added the, the cake to it. Yeah. Like right before it powers up, it goes, you know, like the fucking werewolf in London fucking mm-hmm. just, yeah. Bone snapping. It yeah. hurts. But exactly. you know what? They can't scream because they don't have mouths. Right. Um... Yeah, no, that's cool to see. <coughs> I mean, me. I, truth be told, I haven't played Elden Ring in a quite a bit, but I got distracted. Yeah, no, I'm two of... games after that. <laughs> it's just like... I played Elden Ring, and then... Did you uh, beat the final boss? No. Yeah, see, I'm at the same point. Yeah, it like, I, I, I couldn't beat Millennia because they made her harder. It just happens. I don't know why they made her harder. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, 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 it's going to take me probably a good 10 hours of grinding before i'm able to even try to attempt to beat those bosses again uh-huh, uh-huh, but uh uh-huh. yeah it's 10 hours of grinding and i'm just not down for that right now you know i'm not into that dedication i'm trying to i'm trying to have a playful summer meaning like i i want to play what makes me happy and not what makes me incredibly stressed out not like the rest of those games like were not incredibly stressful but i played through the majority of control which i still need to do the dlcs i know i don't but um, I, I played through the main story of Control, and then I'm, like, half over halfway through the foundation. I think I'm almost done with the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there, there, there's there's quite a few things left to do in that game, but I'm playing Returnal right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of new games coming out soon and ultra cinematic shit very ultra cinematic and gonna be only on next gen this is the something i've been waiting for since i played the first one and that is the star wars jedi game well the star wars jedi fallen order uh which did very well when it came out is basically dark souls star wars that is the best way i can put it I don't know what what else to say. Dark Souls Star Wars. And now they're making a second one that has been teased in a teaser trailer called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, and of course, Cal, Cal Kestis's story uh, continues. It's got a bunch of like cinematic shit. You got like off brand. No, it's it's Voldemort with a nose again. Uh, he's. I might buy it. I don't know. It. I. I recommend like the the the, the first one. Like it's a it it's not a very long game but at the same time the reason it does take time because you have to like get used to like the abilities and stuff like that and then uh you go back and forth between like planets and stuff like that if you want to get more shit and get more powerful and there's also like customization on certain things but like the fights with the bosses are great and stuff like that and well, yeah that's all it talks about. I, I like good cinematic games you oh know? yeah no the, the cinematic the, this is a very cinematic game i don't know what else to tell you you got fights like this where you're fighting off of like nine different enemies all at once oh it's third person yeah it's third person okay yeah i like third person games yeah they're, but then you're also even if they're scarier like like kind of like how returnal is you know what i mean uh, it's but that one's not really scary honestly it's just like sci-fi creatures not like alien who like fucking pops out of vents and like sucks 
sucks you in. There like, you go. There's a scene right there. You know, Alien Isolation. Oh, you have yeah, to hide definitely. And, and it, it, like, hears your heartbeat and shit, and <clears throat> hears you breathing. Yeah, it's fucked up. Fuck that game, dude. Fuck that game. <laughs> I don't play horror games. I don't know if I've told anybody this before, but I don't I'll, play fucking I'll horror be playing, games. I'll be playing horror games. Yeah, Thank you very You want to play Alien Isolation? I mean, I'll play it in, with if you watch it, me play it, and then I will probably get scared playing it at the same time, but I'll do it. That's horrible. Why would you do that to yourself? Because like, it's that's just so the, much anxiety. It's the thrill. I like need. it. I like the idea. Anyways, speak, there is no other thing about like when it comes out. It says it comes out in 2023. Uh, but I look forward to actually playing it because, one, this is like, even though it's made by EA, it's one of those games where it has no microtransactions. And I like that. And it's all about the story. It has no DLC. It's just a compact, really put together game. Right. <clears throat> so. Uh, moving on to games that have worked themselves to become a very put-together game, uh, No Man's Sky. It's only taken 10 years. Huh? <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been 10. It's, it's been, been like, like six years. Six, yeah, yeah, six years. I was going to say six or seven. And it, so. it was pre- it's actually pretty good where it's at now, and they're adding more stuff into it, apparently. Even I talked about it a while ago. They're adding new pirate deals. Uh, not It's free. Everything is a free update, so it's a pirate update. And now they're adding something different into this. It's a new expedition called the Levi- Leviathan Expedition, uh, and you'll basically put be put into a time loop, but at the end of it, you'll earn this thing, which is your very own giant space whale, apparently. That thing that you can get at the end of this expedition. So, That's pretty cool. I know, and uh, the expedition has like you dealing with like entering a loop, trying to figure out stuff, doing that all over and over and over and again until you figure it out. So... Yeah, it, nice. it's it's gonna it's a very inter- I think it's a very interesting. I haven't played No Man's Sky in a while. Whale stalker cloak. Yes, you get that. You get your own. At the end of it, you'll get your own space whale. Apparently. Organic frigate. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it looks like the freaky organic ships, but larger. So the organic ships look like uh, alien pods that have like tentacles ramming off of them and stuff like that yeah and then your very own gigantic space whale that you can add to your fleet which looks is going to be pretty awesome in my opinion <laughs> i think it, they're doing really cool stuff and i like that and it's all free that's being added in so yeah uh but since we are in the realm of sci-fi the delorean uh, made a weird fucking comeback. Dude. Yeah. So the DeLorean EV, it, it, it's the it's the newest you know DeLorean motor company vehicle that they're that they're about to push out. It's a four seater first of all, and but it's an all new take on the classic 1980s stainless steel clad going door you know sports car. Honestly, on the front it almost looks like a Charger, and on the back it looks like a Porsche, and but it has butterfly doors. I just don't. It's fucking weird. I don't. It's fucking weird. It I don't, looks like. The thing is, it looks it's an it's one of those luxury cars, and we can talk more about like with the schematics very soon, and how the price. Oh my god! Yeah, um, and yeah. the price is why I included this. And it's just I don't like the look to me personally. I can get some people like the smoothness look of it. Uh-uh. I don't like that. Why, well, I'm not saying I like a chunky body style. Well, I'm not chunky, but like 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 a dodge like a not that not that. What is it? Challenge it's... challenger. That's what it is. If I'm right, this thing. I like when cars have like that that boxy like front. I don't know how else to explain it. The square front. That's yeah, the best yeah, way to yeah. put it. Yeah, I like the the the, the rectangleness of a car. Like a so. Hellcat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. See, I like those cars. Uh, I just don't like sleek cars. Although I do kind of own one at the moment, but that's because of just 
the price that I had to pay that I paid for it was really good. But um, yeah, I mean, I I can get the appeal. That's an interesting take to put lights right there. Um, yeah, I I guess the wheels are weird. I don't know what else to say about the wheels. See, they 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 look they look like um. Uh, fucking turbine. Vent, they, well, yeah, but I was gonna say like uh, ventilation units in like a warehouse or something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's really what it does look like. But um, let's get into a little bit of the information about it. So it's an all-electric DMC, mm-hmm. like it, and it revives the Medusa sedan con- concept of the original DeLorean Motor Company had started development on prior to the automaker going bankrupt in 1982. Got it. Though the Medusa, officially known internally as the DMC-24, was to have four independent go-wing doors, uh, the DeLorean EV will instead feature two large electronically powered go-wing doors that expose the first and second row seating. So there is four seats. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it's targeting a 100 kilowatt uh, battery pack that should provide north of 300 miles of range and power a dual motor all-wheel drive setup. It will accelerate from 0 to 60 in 2.99 seconds. Okay. And 0 to 88 miles per hour in 4.35 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The top speed is projected to be 155 miles per hour. Uh, Pricing is expected to be in the $175,000 range. You want to know why that's a big price? house cost. You want to know why the price of that is because of the name. And the nostalgia aspect to it, like because of the name. Well, no, I, I said it's a collector's <clears throat> item. And the collectors, that, literally the collectors like. item idea behind it, yeah. Alpha Five Launch Edition. It's a fucking DeLorean Challenger. This is like front. a spaceship of a car. Yeah, I know. I love the color. I love this metallic. This is orange. a good color. I love metallic orange coloring, but uh, I just don't. The white makes it kind of look like a Tesla. <laughs> this is a good shot, right? I here. love that shot. Yeah, but like. It makes me want to go watch Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on to our last topic. If we are, if you got yeah, any no, more no. stuff, okay. Our last topic is another weird take on some stuff. Uh, I think I talked about Spicy Mountain Dew like a couple weeks back. Uh, Mountain Dew is going a little over the over the top. Mountain Dew is doing some weird shit, and they're having backwoods festivals in goddamn Tennessee, <laughs> or they're making hillbillies drink fucking shit sodas, like just like fucking. Tell me the flavors. Zach. So they, like, I'm gonna go through the official announcement from the chief. Just marketer, read that shit, Pat bro. O'Toole, I can't which I've talked it. about this guy before. Uh, Pat no- is a tool. Mount- Mountain Dew outpost honors Dew fans. Bold approach to flavor and outdoor adventure. The Mountain projects we funded along the variety of activities we're offering fans back. Back our commitment to helping nature lovers access access more of the great outdoors. In addition to mountain activities we're hosting, this is the first time we're offering fans the opportunity to try never-released flavors at the Mountain Dew Outpost Flavor Adventure. Fans can sample six new flavors and vote for their favorite, helping Mountain Dew decide on whether or not these flavors will be released in the future. Now, 
they have uh, one of the biggest ones that has come out, and people who have like this is like known well well now. Uh, they they've put in a pickle flavor Mountain Dew, which is disgusting to me, but I can understand some people would find that appealing. Well, yeah, for people who like pickle shots, yeah. you know what I mean. Like that could be that could be you know beneficial. Exactly. But uh, no, yeah, no, that's not for me. No. Um, then they go on to have elderberry and huckleberry, which I can see those two working. Honestly, I can. The 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 one the two other ones that I do not see absolutely at all working, apple cinnamon. I don't know what the hell that would taste like, and the one that scares me. <laughs> this one's yeah. I don't like this one like mostly because marshmallows, but like it's s'mores. I don't understand who decided this was a good flavor for M- Mountain Dew. I don't understand. Mountain like, Dew s'mores. Why would you want a chocolatey Mountain Dew that has like graham cracker flavoring in it and 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 s'more part in in marshmallow particles? It it doesn't. It <clears throat> I don't doesn't, know what else to say. It's not appetizing. It does not sound good. <clears throat> I just it just that one that one blows my mind. By the way, the pickle flavor apparently is described as a sa- sour sweet complement to Southern barbecue. Okay, uh, and then uh, real dilly bud. And then the last one. Uh, this one doesn't make sense, and I guess they're keeping it a hidden mystery un- unless someone goes to this, and it's called the summer, quote-unquote, pop flavors. I don't know what that means. That is, that is like, esoteric as possible that you can get Mountain Dew. Can I get the Eldritch Terror flavor uh, Mountain Dew, please? Ugh. Yes, it's, it tastes like the void and existential dread. Thank you. <laughs> so, if you really want to go to this Mountain Dew outpost, it will be open daily from June 4th until June 12th, between 8 a.m. Eastern until dark. So, yeah. And this is in Tennessee. I don't know where in Tennessee. It doesn't give me the actual location. Yeah, it's on a backwoods farm. It's a backwoods farm. They're like, come taste our Mountain Dews. Yeah. Like, and they're just like, sample the goodness. I bet, I bet if I like type it in, I could probably find it. And then it. you like wake up like six miles away and your butthole hurts. Like Mountain Dew Outpost in Tennessee Mountains. Uh, taking over the Adventure Center at Doe Mountain. There you go. So, yeah. Is there a Ray Mountain? Or a me mountain, I, or a fa mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know why are you releasing this flavor? <sighs> Haven't you ever just want to dip your pickle in your Mountain Dew? Ugh. I talked about the flaming hot, which you can still buy, and I just don't understand the battery acid aspect of that. I want this one. All what? of it tastes like battery acid. Every single Mountain Dew I've ever tasted ever has tasted like battery acid. What is Maui Burst? That kind of looks good. This is. A, I just like the way it looks. Is that like a pineapple flavor? It has blast of pine. Every time I click on the fucking picture, blast of pineapple. <laughs> punch maybe uh with other additional flavors which they are that additional flavors yeah, so it's, it's it's like pineapple but they had another one called mountain dew flash which was pineapple flavor it was like pina colada and that mm, one i liked it tastes like the <clears throat> weirdo with the duster yeah all right so <laughs> i think that's it oh and i've also had one this seltzer right this hard mountain dew before it's that was so hard that was weird i don't know how i felt about it too hard for daddy all right <laughs> all right now, we're out of here yeah <laughs> on that note we are done here we have all we've said we're gonna have something up this weekend for sure we will because we have a lot of backlog we uh, have backlog <clears throat> and, and that we'll probably we'll, really bad i don't like, know i don't know why but like just 
out of context, the word backlog does not sound good. You know what? what? Uh-uh. Stop. Stop right there. We're going to end the podcast. Let's back some logs. No. No, 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 no. All right. So on that note, I on think On that note, up. yeah, Zach's going to pack your logs. Have a good night. See you later. <laughs> It seems as if you have done it. <clears throat> done what you ask? Hmm. Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.